The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Right there where you're seated, I just want us to give God worship in the house. How do we give you praise? Lord, we worship you. We give you all the praise, Jesus. Holy are you God all creation all you God worthy is your Your Majesty, 
more time. How great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me. and magnify our great God tonight. Let's worship Him. Let's give Him praise from the depths of our hearts. Let's appreciate Him for His goodness towards us, His kindness towards us, the favor that we enjoy from Him, the mercy that is new every morning, His compassion that never fails us, His faithfulness that is forever sure. Father, we give you praise. Let's thank you for keeping us from last Wednesday, last Sunday, up until this day, this very hour, for blessing our going out and our coming in, for the protection and the preservation that we have enjoyed from him. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We worship you, Lord. Blessed, blessed, blessed be your holy name. Come on, open your mouth wide and magnify the Lord tonight. Bless Him for how your day has been. Bless Him for His goodness over your life today. That you are here in church this evening. Give Him thanks for it. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. He is worthy of all our praise. Rosa kata yada baba baba is worthy to be adored. We worship you, we praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we thank you. Glory, 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 glory be to your name. You have the name that is above all names, and you are worthy of all our praise. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for tonight. We ask that you send us your word again tonight. We ask that you open up your word to us. You enlighten the eyes of our understanding. You cause us to rise and to shine for our light has come. Let us see what we need to see. Let us hear what we need to hear. Help us to understand what we need to understand. That we might experience supernatural increase in every aspect of our lives and particularly in those areas where we need them the most. We ask that you open up to us the secrets that make fruitfulness and multiplication a reality in our lives. I pray that no one will leave this service the same way they came. Whether those of us here physically or the people that are watching online or that will watch later. That you will send each and every person their specific word for this moment and this season of our lives. And as we go on towards the end of this year, this final four months, the increase that you have programmed and scheduled for us to have this year, the supernatural increase. As individuals and as a church family, we will all experience it. We pray 
in Jesus' mighty name. And someone that is excited shouted louder, Amen. All right, help me high five your neighbor sitting or standing next to you, and then you can have your seat in God's presence. Glory, glory be to God. Like the Yorubas we say, share Rojo. <laughs> or oh, you saw it. Can you imagine? I was speaking with Pastor Ida. She said it wasn't raining on the island where she was. It hasn't rained there. I was like, wow. Praise God. May we always be on the right side. <laughs> you know, some people need rain. So may you be where you need to be for the rain to meet you if you need rain. And if you don't need rain, because rain can... It, it can be a sign of a blessing. It can also be a sign of trouble. I mean, you don't want this kind of rain the day you are doing your engagement, indoor or outdoor. So wherever you need to be, if you are where you need rain, may you be there in Jesus' name. And if you are where you don't need rain, may you be there in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Um, we started teaching in depth or a little more deeper on the midweek services last week on supernatural increase. Somebody shout supernatural increase. Um, we established that that is God's will for us. We made a very, very heavy statement that if we are not seeing increase, if we are not seeing prosperity, if we are not bearing fruit, if we are not um, growing into fullness, we are not in the will of God. It's not a complicated thing. And you know, these things are so interesting. You can be having financial increase and concerning your health, you are not seeing the increase or the fruitfulness God wants you to experience. So it's not just about me and the other person. It can you, you look at the different areas of your life. You may be seeing increase in your career, but your spiritual life is dwindling. So now you got that job you've been believing God for for the last three years. An increase has come in that regard. But the job now requires you to be leaving your house at 5 a.m. in the morning. And you don't usually get back until 10 p.m. or 8 p.m. at night. And you have not yet managed to get your spiritual bearing together. So now your prayer life, you've not seen increase yet, has come down in the last three months since you increased the job. But that's not the will of God for you. Yes, it is the will of God for you to get the job and to prosper, but it wasn't the will of God for your spiritual life or your prayer life to start dwindling because of the job. And that's how you should attack this thing. This when you think prosperity, saying prosperity is way beyond money. Don't be satisfied just because now more money is coming into your hands. Be happy about that. Praise God. But check whether it's all-round prosperity. We call it total life prosperity. And everywhere you are beginning to notice that um, the increase is not as it ought, you need to check it and you need to arrest it. The prosperity is not as it ought, you need to check it and arrest it. Can I hear a loud amen? Glory be to God. So we, we gave us two secrets last week. Um... Let me quickly mention them again. I want to give us another two today because that's what we just want to do. We just, once you know that this is God's will for me, um, the next thing you need to learn is how to make it an everyday reality. 
and to keep growing in it. I dare say that every believer has experienced one level of prosperity or another. I mean, the fact that you got born again is spiritual prosperity. Before you got born again, you were a sinner. Now you're a child of God. Man, that's massive increase. Glory be to God. Um, how can you continue? Because being a child of God is just another beginning. How can you now go on and continue to prosper spiritually? So that you have seen increase of prosperity in one area of your life, um, you really should actually make you a very good student of prosperity. Because once you understand the secrets and you know the kingdom mysteries that make it up, up, um, 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 available, you see, this is where knowledge of the word is vital as opposed to just power or just prayer or just the man of God prayed for me. There's nothing wrong with getting your miracle by the man of God just praying for you or a power encounter or nothing wrong with that. But if that's all you have, I can guarantee you one day you are going to run into trouble. If you are not already in trouble. Because knowing the devil, let me even leave the devil out. Sometimes I think, like I said last month, we talk too much devil. Many of these things are not devil. It's just the way the world is. Some of them is even God. Knowing God, one day you will find yourself in the corner, there is no man of God in sight. Or even all the laying on of hands and the oil that the man of God is pouring on you, it, it, it will not work. So it's so important to know how things work. Hallelujah. Ah, some of you don't like that. I said hallelujah. I think some Christians are like that. They don't want to learn. Or they don't want to know. Or they don't want to go through the process or the work it takes. Ah, it's a lot easier for someone to do all the praying for you, to do all the studying for you, to do all the preaching for you, to do all the everything for you, to do all the declaration for you, and you just come and you just use your faith to receive it. I mean, nothing wrong with it in itself. In fact, there are some people on the other extreme, they don't believe in you. They don't want that one. And there are sometimes, men, you need a man of God to pray for you. Nothing wrong with it. But please, let's get wisdom, let's get knowledge. The first key we said, and this is the overarching thing, is serve God. Serve God. I, I didn't go as much as I would have wanted on Sunday. So let me quickly mention a few things time didn't allow me to say on Sunday. Praise God. Or go a bit deeper and um, establish that. I, I shared with us what I call our sixth key. God's sixth key, then King's word's sixth key. I, I spent more time talking about God's Sixth lesson from the beginning. How you can have new levels or next levels and new beginnings. And the, the secret, the secret number six for us in King's Word is the blessed life or the empowered life. Glory be to God. I think I'm even going to continue with that on Sunday or go in another direction along that line. That's the sixth one. And the major, the major driver for that is that I've found and I've learned. The major key is Serving God. Glory be to God. If it is not the major, it's certainly one of the major keys. Glory be to God. That, that's it. We should be servants of God. And that's the example Jesus laid down for us 
um, in Philippians chapter 2. Maybe we should read that text again. Philippians 2 from verse 5. Quickly, let's, let's look at it. Let this mind be in you. And um, he was talking about the mentality of a servant. A humble mindset, praise God, and someone that puts himself in a position to serve and to obey, even unto death, the Bible told us in the case of Jesus. Verse 8, and being found in appearance of a man, Philippians 2, verse 8, he humbled himself, and that's what it takes to serve. It takes humility. You, you, you need to wash my feet. That means you have to, assuming I'm standing, you are going to have to bow yourself down. Jesus gave us that example um, in, in that upper room, last um, upper room encounter with the servants, just before the last, last supper, while they were arguing about who is the greatest, the Bible said he took off his clothes, put a towel around his waist, and he started washing their feet. Humbled himself and became obedient. That's another dimension of stewardship. Sometimes, and we got into this a bit last month, what God will demand of you or ask you to do will be sacrificial. And that's where some people drop the ball. Even obedient to the point of death. Even the death on the cross. There are different kinds of death. This one was a shameful death. It was a humiliating death. It was a death that he did not need to, because he wasn't the one that sinned. And all that was just the worship. That's the mindset he's telling you to have. Because not asking you to go and die physically on a cross. But for you to have that kind of mentality that you yourself, you can sacrifice your time, sacrifice your talent, sacrifice your treasure for the benefit of other people. Hallelujah. And there's a reward attached to it. Verse 9, therefore God has highly exalted him. That's the increase we are talking about. And that's how it comes. That's the supernatural increase. Highly exalted him. Giving him a name that is above all names. And that at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. Praise God. For Samuel 12, 24 again, it's worth reiterating. This is one of our anchor scriptures in this church this season. As we serve God and serve one another towards the establishment of this, our two Sunday services, only fear the Lord. By the way, that's also another important component in serving God. Humility, um, obedience, reverence for God, and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things He has done for you. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26. Just reminding ourselves of the place of our stewardship towards God and how it brings increase or manifestations of the blessings in our lives. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Glory be to God. And I, God, will take sickness away from the midst of you no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren. In other words, there's blessing in it, there's fruitfulness in it. I will fulfill the length of your days or the number of your days. Ah, someone will say, and we hear all these kind of things in the Lord these days. Ah, you see, um, that's Old Testament. It doesn't necessarily apply to us. That's not true. It may not apply to you 
in the context that under the Old Testament, they had to serve before God could bless them. That may not apply to you. Your own God has blessed you because of what Jesus did. But this is how it applies to you because the spirit of that scripture still applies to us today. Though you have been freely blessed because of what Jesus did, it doesn't manifest or operate automatically. And where it applies to us under the new covenant that our own blessing comes before we did anything is that as we humbly in reverence of God serve God, the free gift of the blessing that was given to us without us doing anything will begin to produce the fruit we want to see. So it's wrong to say it doesn't apply to you. So you read in the New Testament, all the apostles, practically all of them, they kept calling themselves bond servants, bond servants, bond servants. Everybody in Bible that we are talking about, they are all servants of God. All the New Testament, all the heroes we are talking about, they were servants of God in the sense that they align themselves to God's purpose and will and they use their life, their time, talent, and treasure to see to it that God's purpose in their life and in their generation was fulfilled. That's what we're talking about serving God here. Not necessarily becoming an usher in church. And that's how it still applies to us. It brings increase. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. Is somebody interested? And their years in pleasure. Somebody say, my days in prosperity, my years in pleasure. Verse 12. You see, this is not a take it or leave it deal. Okay, uh, Pastor T, you know what? I'm now a millionaire. And quite honestly, this is everything you are saying. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to. There are consequences if you don't serve. Praise God. That's how the Bible was written. There's no vacuum in the spirit. And you will see the Bible teaching us there. Some people will say we should not say this because we are scaring people. All right. That's a very valid argument. And I agree with it. But if we don't say them, some people are ignorant of them. So which one is should we frighten them? Let's even assume that's what you're saying is true. Or should we leave them ignorant? Which one is worse? The Bible teaches against both of them. So my own take is teach them. And also teach them the love of God. You don't have to be afraid. Because God is not planning to kill you. All we are teaching you is this. Take what the Bible says seriously. It said if they don't obey, they will perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. That's what we are talking about. Some people are ignorant about the importance of serving God. Let me as a pastor, I insist on it too. In my church, serve God. Unfortunately, I can't force you. I wish I could. Many things I wish I could force people to do. And I'm not just talking serving God. Serve God well. Keep grow. That's another part of the increase. Your stewardship in 2019 should be better than 2018. Can I hear a loud amen? Hey, some of you didn't say amen, no. And I've not even started the message for tonight. Say a loud amen in Jesus' name. <laughs> Don't know where we are going. <laughs> if by 7.02 you are not saying amen, where will you be by 8 o'clock? <laughs> one more text I mean these are things I've shared with us over the years in this church we are just reiterating these things for emphasis and because faith comes by hearing and hearing and then for the new kids on the block 
so that we will all be in one accord. Deuteronomy 28. See how serving God connects us to increase, to prosperity, to fruitfulness. Deuteronomy 28, verses 47 and 48. Now, it was warning them here. Because you did not, so we can flip this around and say because we are serving. But let's read it the way it is written. Because you did not serve the Lord with joy. Serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness. See, these are things that should be in our stewardship. Humility should be there. Obedience should be there. Fear of the Lord should be there. This is how to do it well and grow in it. You may start by, ah, I'm only doing it because if I don't sign up now, Pastor T will notice me and now I've signed up. You may start from there. But please learn that if you are serving because Pastor T made you sign up, that is not the way to do it. Can I hear a loud amen? Pastor T will make you sign up. Because I will not be an Eli pastor. So there won't be, it's not that I didn't teach you and I didn't lead you to the river to drink water. It's after I led you there, you now refuse to drink. You know the boy that his father told him to stand up. He refused and the father was like, stand up my friend, stand up my friend. He had no choice. So he stood up. And he looked at his father and said, I'm standing up on the outside but I'm sitting down on the inside. At that way, you, you, you fold your hand. There's nothing you can do again. <laughs> there's nothing you can do are you going to enter his inside and make him stand up on the inside <laughs> you leave him <laughs> I'm going to get into that as I close tonight so shout a loud amen again no? because when I get into those ones the amen may be scantier so let it be loud now you, you did not do it the way it ought to be done with joy and gladness of heart let me ask you a question, honestly, honestly, honestly. Whether you like Abacha, I mean, Gwari or not, if the presidency offers you a job now, Pastor T, now, as I'm teaching the bring letter, you are now the pastor of Asorok Chapel. No, personal counsel. Employ, and you'll be on payroll. I won't tell you how much they put in the letter. Will you be happy that you're working for Buari? Why should you now not be happy when you're serving God? May God help us to organize our mind very well. Though. It's absurd. You can be happy working for GT Bank. And you can't be happy working for God. That's what he's talking about here. Even GT Bank, the day they realize that your heart is not aligned with their vision, you know they will sack you. Talk less of God. Glory be to God. But, but watch that. What He said that you do it with joy and life for the abundance of all things. For the abundance. That, that's it. Stewardship plugs us into the manifestation of the abundance of all things when we learn how to do it well. And again, watch the reverse. Therefore, if you don't do it, you will serve your enemies. Nobody here will be serving their enemies in Jesus' name. And this is what you need to understand. Please catch the spirit of what we are saying. You are going to serve somebody. You are going to serve somebody. There is nothing like an original human thought. If you don't fill your heart with the thoughts of God, big brother Nigeria or whatever it is there, will help you fill your heart with the thoughts of Satan. You can, ah, me, I came up with the idea. There's nothing like that. The same way, 
If you don't consciously surrender and submit to God, you will surrender to something else. May that not be our story in Jesus' name. You will serve your enemies in hunger, in thirst. And I know this is under the law and Old Testament, but please catch the spirit of what he's teaching. God's words are eternal. The context and the application may have been different, but the spirit behind it has not changed. Everyone in the New Testament that we quote today, they were all servants of God. So who are you and I following? Glory be to God. The next thing we talked about last week was praise and worship. Last week was our evening of praise. And by the way, please, that will be our pattern going forward. The first Wednesday after our month-end fasting and prayer, we're going to dedicate it to praise and worship. Extended time of praise and worship. Let me give you a third key tonight. I want to quickly do two keys. Praise God. Is somebody ready to catch something? We said last week again, Isaac is our pattern or a good pattern to start with. So look at his testimony, Genesis 26-12. When we say supernatural increase, this is the kind of thing we are talking about. This is what God wants for us in this church as a local assembly. And in our personal lives, in your finances, in your career, your business, if you're a student academically, in your marriage, in your relationships. And we are talking quantitatively and qualitatively. Then Isaac sowed in that land. This, this is your image. This is what you should be looking at. And reaped in the same year. A hundredfold, one hundred times what he had before, or what he sold. And the Lord blessed him. Again, look at those two drivers. I shared this with you on Sunday. I didn't quote this text, but look at it there again. We said um, God commanded increase, demanded increase, spoke increase on the earth. Satan's plan is emptiness. The earth was void. God turned it around by force and by faith and with his power. Spoke increase into the earth, spoke increase into the sea, spoke increase into the animals, spoke increase into man. And we saw how God did it. He blessed them and he gave them seed. Look at it there. He sowed. This is not offering, no. He went to a farm. It applies in the natural, physical Agriculture, these same principles apply. Engineering, we apply. IT, apply. Ministry, it applies. Accounting, it applies. Any field, that's how God designed it in the beginning. Hallelujah. Seed. And God blessed him. The blessing. That's what people need to grow in. How do I function in God's blessing? And we showed you different people that God used to change things. From Adam to Noah to Abraham to us, the new creation. The first thing God did for all of them, he blessed them. He blessed them. And every one of them, we saw them applying seed. Because God is not going to come and sow your seed for you. He has given you seed. Isaac sowed. And God blessed him. And he had supernatural increase. Once those two drivers were rightly applied. Hallelujah. The man began to prosper. That's the thing. It had to happen. 
In a time of famine, Genesis 26, 1, there was famine in the land. He began to prosper. He continued prospering. Until he became very prosperous. This is God's will. In every area of our lives. Where you are not seeing it, you are not in the will of God in that area of your life. Oh, it's so simple. It takes the devil to misunderstand it. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It may mean there's something you need to learn and start applying. See, Isaac before verse 12 was not experiencing what they recorded for us here. But verse 12 came. That verse 12 was like a season in his life. I'm sure it was the month of September to December. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Or around that time. Maybe the harvest came between September to December. The end of the year. That year. It's that to be that year. Praise God. So maybe it started January. And this is the hope we should have. Expecting supernatural increase. Because we are like Isaac. We are also children of promise. Galatians 4 told us that. Galatians 4.28. So Isaac can be your pattern. Isaac was a child of promise. We're going to talk about that word promise. So you will see that word recurring in this teaching a lot. Praise God. So have the picture. Number two, know what to do. That's what, I'm, that's what teaching services are for. That's what teaching services are for. Not what they will do for you. What you will do. And you start at your level. I keep using the analogy of a baby, my daughter. She's trying to talk at a level. Sometimes you don't make sense of what she's saying, but thank God, every day she tries to talk now, we are hearing her better and better. Ah, I can't walk, so I won't try. You will be crippled for life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Ah, I tried the last time I fell, so I'm not trying again. That's not life. In fact, the fact that it didn't work the last time should be your motivation to do it again. Praise God. Except not to remain on the ground forever. Ah, the last time I tried to preach, they didn't like it. Preach again. Particularly if you are called to preach, sir. Ah, the last time I tried to sing, it didn't work. Sing again. Know what to do. And then do it. So what, what did Isaac do? That's what I want to focus on. I want to take two powerful things that happened to Isaac that we can learn from. You see, that 12, 13, and 14 was the outcome. In fact, look at it very carefully. Then, that's how verse 12 begins. Can you see that then there? Hello, somebody? Then, then, English. That means consequence thereof. What triggered the then? That's when we say Isaac is a pattern son. That's what we should be looking for. Then he sowed. So what preceded the sowing? Genesis 26. Let's start reading from verse 1. There was a famine in the land. The Bible said it was a different famine from the days of his father Abraham. So please, economic challenges. That's what famine means in their own context as they were farmers. It's nothing new. It has been there from Genesis. Generation after generation, Abraham had to face his own famine and bless God he overcame. Can I hear a loud amen? Here is Isaac facing his own famine. Bless God he overcame. I prophesy over you too. 
in whichever economy you are living in, Nigeria or abroad, when the famine or economic challenges come, you too will overcome. Particularly if you know how to do it. Particularly if you are using these two things that God has given us from the beginning. The blessing and seed. The blessing and seed. Verse 2. Please catch this very carefully. Then God of the Lord to stay. Later, stay in Dera. So, because God said stay here, he stayed there. That's why verse 12 happened. Now, quick point here. This is just by the way. Papa your neighbor and say, this one is just extra. This is not the main lesson. God's blessings are geographic specific. Somebody needs to write that down. Particularly if you don't know that principle. God's blessings are geographic specific. I want you to rhyme. If you want to make correct, you can say geographically or whatever. Geographic. So, God told Abraham, leave your father's house. He left. He got blessed. Or he saw supernatural increase. He's now telling his son, don't go. So, what's the secret here? Spiritual connectivity and sensitivity. We talked about it briefly last month. When we told you to be spiritual. You have to be spiritual, sir. Because God made you a spirit. For you not to be spiritual is like a fish trying to live outside water. Could they work? From Genesis, they have been spiritual. These were men with dead spirit too. But they could still see God. They could still hear God. And most importantly, they could obey when God spoke. So Isaac dwells in Gerard. That takes spirituality. Bring it to our context. All of us checking all the... And I don't want to make it sound as if everybody going to Canada is wrong. I don't know. They are the only ones that can say what God told them. So imagine you want to go to Canada because of the famine in Nigeria. So now, teaching lessons, some people will not even pray. They are like lots. Abraham came, choose land. Ah, green pasture, not so green pasture. There's no point consulting God. What God does know. Can I not see? Chose Greenland. Lost everything by this time tomorrow. That's what people are. But thank God Isaac wasn't like that. He wanted to leave, but he consulted God. Some people are already not liking what I'm saying, no. And it's still 7.19. I'm going to 8 (laughs) o'clock. Please smile because I'm speaking the truth. God led him. That's how we could have supernatural increase. So it's not enough to just be shouting, hey, I'm like Isaac. Are we sowing? Some people are sowing and they have the blessing on them. They are new creations. But we are not seeing any supernatural increase. Why? That is the answer right there. You are not sowing where God told you to sow. You have not even bothered to check where God will have you sow. God delivers from frustrations of life. Romans 8.14 As many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are who? He was spirit-led. Somebody said that with me. He was spirit-led. See, we are saying secrets 
of fruitfulness and multiplication. This is it. He was led. He was led. Isaiah 48. Um, verse 17 is what we quote. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the only one of Israel. I am the Lord God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. You see that that's what God did for Isaac. God led him where you should go. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments or my direction or my instruction. Don't leave Jera. I, I wish you had listened. Then your peace would have been like a river. That's the increase we are talking about. That's the prosperity we are talking about. Peace like a river. After that hundredfold increase, did Isaac have peace like a river? In spite of the famine in the land. Talk to me, somebody. If you had had my instruction, your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness as the waves of the sea. I wish I had time. But read from verses 15 to 19 to get everything in context. I only read verse 17 and 18 to you. In fact, just verse 17. Okay, 17 and 18. Please take down that reference, 15 to 19. There are some other things that said that I won't have time to expound. Isaiah 30, 21. Your ears. Is it this spirituality? That's Hearing God, that the Lord appeared to him. That is a missing link, Pastor Yinka, in many people's prosperity story. That, that, that does that peace. They are blessed, though. Why? They are new creations. They are so, you know, every kind of seed, tight there is there. Stewardship is there. Yes, yeah, they don't have seed. But that's God appearing to them. That's the missing link in many people's prosperity story. That God telling them exactly what to do. Oh, there's a dimension of their seed that scattereth and yet increases. That is true. That is another teaching on prosperity. By the way, another side note here. Truth is not a one-way street. Bible truth. It's a massive interjection. Eight-way interjection. So eight different things as it were on the same subject matter cannot be truth. So there is a dimension of scattering your seed anywhere, anyhow. The Bible teaches that. And you should practice that. But there is this specific don't work in Gitty Bank. Stay in Union Bank. And you will never get those kind of things in the Bible. Is, it, I mean, is there Gitty Bank in your Bible? Who to marry? Which church to go to? You can't find them in Bible. How? God has to appear to you. So, the place to be sensitive to God, go to Canada or stay in Nigeria. What happened to Isaac? What was happening present in Nigeria now? Farming in the land. We are hearing better news on the other side. Everybody is relocated. Nothing wrong with relocation. The only question is, did God tell you? Some people don't want to hear that message. And I'm telling you prophetically from God's word, that can be a missing link, a supernatural increase. It doesn't mean you won't go to Canada. You cannot increase in Canada. But not the one God promised you, not hundredfold increase. If you are not supposed to be in Canada, and there's someone that's supposed to be in Canada that wants to stay in Nigeria, let's balance it very well. Balance it very well. 
Abraham had to leave. Isaac had to stay. What did both of them had in common? They had from God. And watch where the real spirituality came from God is the beginning. No? Obeying what you had. If you read Isaac's story, staying in Gerard threatened his marriage. They were going, he said that if you say, my wife is too beautiful for these people. There are some places you go. Your wife is not shacking anybody because their own wife is as fine as your own. But here, they were, so you have to be lying, she's my sister. He didn't want to stay there. Apart from the economic reasons, even for his marriage. He said they will kill me if they find out that you're my wife. So tell them you're my sister. The same lie his father told. It was a sacrifice to remain there. But God told him. Praise God. I'm going to pray for hearing ears again. Somebody on the of my voice. I'm telling you, you just need to hear God. You need to hear God. Particularly concerning major decisions. Don't marry anybody. Don't marry anybody. Humorously, like Reverend Femme, what we say. If you marry right, you have a prayer partner. If you marry wrong, you have a prayer point for a long time. Prayer point. That, that's pray. You know, they're, they're both starting with prayer. <laughs> prayer partner, prayer point. Hey, may you be on the right side. Where is raining and where is not raining? Where you need to be. <clears throat> Glory be to God. I can't tell you as a pastor how many people we've given this counsel to that they think we are joking. Then five years later, ten years later, we are now... And it's difficult to now say didn't we tell you because you start sounding callous. So let me sound as callous as I can be now. Don't marry anybody. It's better to be because we're going to have to be callous one day. Don't marry anybody. Don't go to... Don't live anywhere. Don't do any job. Major decisions. Be a spiritual person because you are a spirit. And allow God to lead you. And it's not complicated. Start at your baby step. One day you will be able to hear it like that. God appeared to him. Let me go to the next one. This one is a bit deeper. Are you still here? Throw your hands up and say, lead me, Lord, into the place of my supernatural increase. So the main drivers are seed and blessing, but there are some other secrets. Look at this powerful one. Verse 3, same text. We'll do this one, then we'll pray. Dwell in this land, God told him, but watch what another thing God said. And I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants. Somebody say descendants. I will give these lands. Now watch. This is the key here. This is the secret. I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Amazing. So what Isaac was manifesting... The harvest, the hundredfold harvest. It wasn't really about Isaac. It was a performance of the oath that was sworn to his father. It wasn't really about Isaac. Even though Isaac was the one enjoying it, hallelujah, 
I told you something powerful on Sunday. The day I discovered that truth several years ago. And let me tell you how I discovered that truth. The one I said I saw that um, the Bible, Genesis 1 to 12, was Bugweru. From Adam to all the other great names there. And all the other infamous names. Bugweru. Then verse 12, chapter 12, they just stopped and started talking about one man, one, one man, one man, one man, not two, one man. Till the end of the book. Ah! When God opened my eyes to that truth, my life has never remained the same. It's the same thing here. We are not blessing you for you, sir. We are blessing you for one man called Abraham. It's not about you. It's about Abraham. It's about Abraham. This thing is a performance of what I promised Abraham. You missed that. You've missed everything. I mean, Genesis 1 to 11. Everybody come inside. God was just searching. 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 Generation. He, he killed everybody at one time. Just chapter 7 and 8. These people are not going where I'm going. Started with Noah again. That one didn't cut it. Then got to Abraham's father. You read chapter 11. The guy didn't get it well. But he found this man. That they would tell crazy things. Leave your family. And he left. Ah. Sacrifice your son. And he sacrificed him. Ah. And the rest of the book is about that man and his seed. Starting with Isaac. Look at what God said. Verse 5. This is it. This is it. When we are talking supernatural increase. The Isaac order of supernatural increase. This is it. Look at verse 5. Are you there? Because it's not complicated though. This is, and there's only one reason. Because Abraham obeyed my voice. I will perform the oath I swore to your father Abraham. Why am I performing it? Because you obeyed my voice and kept my charge and kept my commandments and kept my statutes and kept my laws. That's the kind of man I'm looking for. Not someone that will say north is going south. Mm-mm, I'm not interested in that kind of dude. Give me a man that I will say leave your father's house and he will leave. And I will say, stay. You will stay. Give me that kind of person. He is spiritual enough to even hear. So they can't even hear the instruction. So we need to work on ourselves. Fasting, praying, all the very important. Then after we have heard, or whatever it is we think we have heard, God taught me this several years ago, I will rather you make a mistake or an error, acting of something you thought I told you that was wrong, than for you to not do anything. Or for you to be doing something you know I did not tell you to do. I would rather you take a gamble. Ah, I think God wants me to go to King's Ward. I think. God said they style, but you thought you had King's Ward. Hello? Okay, let me bring it home. Remove the style. God said King's Ward, the catcher, but you thought you had King's Ward. Lucky? Let's stay in King's Ward. Let's promote the brand we are talking about here. <laughs> and you came to Ikeja thinking God said Ikeja. But God meant lucky. God said, I would rather you, and you know, you know God can see your heart, sir. This one that you are smiling, God knows whether you are saying Pastor T quickly, I want to go and watch Champions League. Me, I don't know. 
you are smiling on me. I think Pastor Nika is happy with me. But God knows the difference. <laughs> I'd rather you make a mistake on you thought you had it than for you to do something you know. You see, what, look at what he said. Remember, this is before the law. He obeyed my voice. He kept my charge. There, you, there's no hiding. We are talking the same thing. My commandments, God, just like God gave Adam commandments in the garden, God gave Abraham commandment, God gave Abraham law. God has given you commandment and law. Love your neighbor. It's not complicated. It's whether you are going to obey. I told you faith is obedience. That's why they call him the father of faith. And I am giving you this hundredfold increase because your father obeyed my voice. There are several lessons there. Let me just distill to two or three things. Number one is the mystery of obedience of faith. You should follow that example. We can't say, Jesus told them this one day, stop living like rascals and saying we are descendants of Abraham. That will not cut it. Even though you are the biological descendant of Abraham, God can make this black leather chair seed of Abraham. Do what God, Abraham, um, God said, like Abraham did what God did. So there's a way of following the example that, that brought this whole thing. This whole thing was premised. Look, I said the other time, the world came crashing down because somebody refused to obey God. The world was saved, Romans chapter 5, talks, because somebody decided to obey God. The same thing here. The blessing found expression and brought about supernatural increase because somebody decided to obey God by faith. That's the lesson. It's not just bringing offering or serving as an usher. Those things are important. But let's now talk about the secrets. Glory be to God. When you read scriptures like Galatians 3.29, I mean, can you comprehend what the Bible is saying here? If you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. If you are born again, and heirs according to the promise. And that's that word, promise. I will perform the oath, the promise I gave to Abraham. So, what I see Isaac as our pattern here, what Isaac saw and experienced, you are supposed to experience it. Can I hear a loud amen? Ah, you didn't get it. If you are a Christian, a new creation in Christ, like Isaac was the seed of Abraham, in fact, more so. You are also the seed of Abraham. So you notice something about Isaac's life. And this is the second dimension of the teaching. He was doing what his father did. Followed Abraham's faith. Abraham obeyed God. Isaac obeyed God. Abraham sold. Isaac sold. They were just obeying God. He knew obeying God's voice was the master key to the prosperity his father had. So when God gave him his own instruction, his own commandment, when he had God's voice, when God gave him his own law, God's word is law. That's the law of your life. It's law. We are not just talking ten commandments here. Every word in the New Testament is also a law. It's not a law like the Old Testament that you must do for God to bless you. 
but it's still a law because it came from God. It's authoritative. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6. Let me begin to close. Keyboard is here. You have my instruction. Uh-huh. You, you've told them. <laughs> we don't have any communication issue there. Praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6. Where we are going is where the Bible says, we should, King James says, follow. The new King James used the word we've been talking about in our Sunday series, imitate. Isaac was just imitating his father. But let's read it from verse 9. Please follow the thought. But beloved, look at your neighbor and say he's talking about you. You are the loved of God. We are confident of better things concerning you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout September to December, there will be better things concerning me. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Now that you are a Christian, better things will follow you. Though we speak in this manner, though we are correcting you, and that's what we was doing before, rebuking you, instructing you. We are even saying you all these things, telling you to tithe, telling you to serve, telling you to pray, because we know there are better things. You, you don't have an ordinary destiny. Though we are talking to you in this manner, it's because we know you, you ought to be experiencing supernatural increase. Verse 10, watch and tie it everything to what we have been teaching. God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love, my friend. Go and serve God. Because there are better things concerning you, go and serve. God will not forget your seed of service. Your labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints, but it's not enough to have ministered to the saints and do minister. You are still ministering to the saints. I don't care whether you wash my feet in 2018. 2019, September, you should be washing my feet. Minister and do minister. Verse 11. And we desire that each one of you look at your neighbor again and say, we are talking to you each one of you do minister, continue to minister, and each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. What is he talking about? Verse 12 brings it in clearer view. That you do not become sluggish, but you imitate what Pastor T has been teaching you from August. Imitate God imitate men. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's not what again promises. There is something the people that this increase showed up in their life did. Learn their story. There is something that Kingsword has been doing for the past 30 years. I've showed you six of them. And I'm privileged to know because I've been a solid insider. Beyond that, God took me back to August 1990. Like God took Moses back to Genesis. I started tracking from the beginning. You, you people didn't just get here by chance. It was my grace. It was my blessing. But there were some secrets apart from the blessing. That's what we've been sharing. That's what he's telling you. It's, it's a principle. That's what Isaac was doing. He was imitating his father. Eh. So when God speaks... Abraham must have told him that story. 
God told me to leave. I left. So when God told him to stay, he did what? Imitating his father. And verse 13 now lets us know all along he's talking about Abraham. For when God made a promise, that word again, to Abraham. So that's the example here. That's why we use examples when we teach scriptural examples. And this is the deeper dimension of this teaching. Human example. Because someone will say, I can't see Abraham now. We know. But there are present day Abrahams on the earth. It's the same faith from generation to generation. There are still people on the earth that are hearing God by God's grace. And by God's grace, like Abraham, obeying God. And by doing that, they are getting certain fruits in their life. Case in point, King's Word Ministries International. Imitate them. Imitate them. Isaiah 51, verses 1 to 3. Read that when you get home. We've shared that scripture a thousand and one times in this church. Look to your father Abraham. I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. And the Lord will comfort Zion. What I did for Abraham, I want to do for Zion. Zion is the church. But follow Abraham. Look to your... Abraham is everybody's source in God's kingdom. If you are Christ, you are one of the sons of Abraham. So what did Abraham do? And everybody that has followed that pattern has always seen supernatural increase. Oh, can I hear a loud amen? But this thing is not limited. This mystery is not limited to Abraham alone. Like I said, what Abraham was doing, because God is a generational God, he even told Isaac there, I'm going to give you this land, you and your children. So the children better know they are getting it because of our father Isaac. Who got it because of our father Abraham? And that same thing has been going on from generation till 2019. There are some things I'm enjoying here because I'm standing in the faith of Dr. K. Ah, it's so simple it takes a devil to misunderstand it. There are some things Dr. K is enjoying because he's standing in the faith of Reverend Victor. So he will tell us every summer blast. I'm not a fool by bringing this man every year. I'm, I'm doing something. Following somebody. There are some things Reverend Victor is enjoying because he's following Reverend George. There will always be patriarchs. That's how God designed it. That's why after God found Abraham, as it's why he wasn't looking for somebody else again. I found the man. Everybody should follow his pattern. Everybody follow his pattern. This is how Jesus said it. John chapter 4. Please, when we are talking about supernatural increase, this is the lesson here. Follow your father's blessing. You know Abraham's, Adam, um, Isaac's secret here? Abraham's blessing. Number one, that consciousness that there's something special that God gave my father. Then number two, vital part of it, how you really connect to it is you follow his example. Your father can be praying and you are not praying. Your father can be serving and you are not serving. Your father can be pushing for the establishment of service and you are sleeping. And father starts for you with your local pastor, your shepherd. It's not limited to him alone. I said that a few weeks ago. Follow, who is your father? Who are you following? 
look, look at this text. A few texts, and then we're going to pray and close. So this is how God said it. Jesus said it. Um, John 4, because of time. Read from verse 36. I wish I had time, but this is what he said in verse 38. And you will see that this is what happened to um, Isaac. I sent you to reap that which you have not sown or which you have not labored. Others labored and you have entered into their labors. That's what happened to Isaac. I will perform the oath. Your father believed me like no man had ever believed me. You will enjoy the fruit of that faith. Look, I've said this over and over again. Nobody in this church should be suffering certain things because I'm here. You can see it in my life. And I'm saying that with all humility and grace. I didn't make it myself. I've not been sick in almost 30 years now. Nobody that is my sheep should be sick. How? Follow your, fast, your pastor's faith. I've not been broke one day in my life. That one even started with my grandparents. I don't know what poverty looks like. That I want to buy something. The only thing I don't have are things I'm not interested in. Say grace. And God is the one that puts it on people. Follow their faith. There's something, a secret they are doing. It's many times a private covenant with God. That they are doing. And it's inside their story. Just be following their story. Listen very well. So, Abraham must have told Isaac, ah, when God speaks, I obey you. The day I didn't obey, that your mother made me sleep with her and we did the smell. Hey, 13 years, man, I saw him. He taught him. He taught him. Oh, hallelujah. Go and reap what Dr. K has sown. I'm enjoying that. Because I'm following my pastor. And I will say to you again, don't let any deserve your reverend king is not your pastor. If you are in me, I, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm going to say this one day he comes to preach. So it's not that I'm saying it because he's not listening. Because that will help somebody. I'm not saying you should not listen to Reverend Kale. He's our founding pastor. He's our apostle. But they are not listening to me. Ah, and you are in my church. It's an error that can cost prosperity. That sound means I should stop. <laughs> we have like three more scriptures. And I'm going to do them in the next three minutes. Hallelujah. Isaiah 30. We quoted verse 21. What we sometimes don't quote is the preceding verses. Quickly turn to Isaiah 30. As we begin to close this evening. Did somebody get something? You know I told you you won't be able to shout at the end. I told you to do all your shouting at the beginning. <laughs> Praise God. Can you still shout? Ah, that's not a shout to oh, God help you. Try and shout. Let me know whether I was right. <laughs> Isaiah 30 from verse 18. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm following somebody. It's two levels. You follow Jesus, follow God. Hallelujah. As imitate God, then you follow me. First Corinthians 11, 1, as I follow God, you find men that the grace of God has brought things that you are looking for in your life. 
we, we all have the same grace for New Testament. We all have the same. The God doesn't have two, five, six Holy Ghosts. But some men have tasted things you are still praying for. Find their secrets. Follow their leadership. It's simple. That's what he's addressing here. Verse 18. The Lord will wait and he will be gracious to you. Hallelujah. This is how grace works. And therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. What we are teaching you here is how grace and mercy works. Jump down to verse 20. You should read everything, but because of time. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, God allows challenges to come, difficulty to come, adversity is financial hardship and all that, and the water of affliction. Yet, your teachers or fathers or leaders, they will not be moved into a corner anymore. Do you know what that means? The adversity came because you are not listening to Pastor T. What Pastor T taught you, you've not taken it to heart. I mean, when Isaac had God, he knew what he needed to do. Your, your teachers will no longer be moved to a corner. You will not miss the services you are not supposed to be missing. You will go and listen to the service you miss so that you will not miss what the teacher said. We are teaching how grace and mercy works. So. Teaching you secrets of increase. At least to the degree I've tasted it. I mean, I've tasted some things. Not by my might or power, but by the grace of God. This is it. I told you the other day. I'm listening to Dr. T on a whole level now. Because I'm looking for a new level. He has said it. It's inside his mouth. You, you find your pastor, your teacher, your leader. Find them. And don't have too many so you won't be confused. Because people are teaching different things. Once you have settled, this is the person God has sent to teach. Don't put him in a corner. So that grace and mercy can be your expression. Your teachers will not be moving in a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. Is somebody's eyes seeing me? Your ears, you see, when your eyes can see them, your ears shall now hear a word behind you saying, you see, we quote verse 21. This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left, you prosper. But there's a reason why that 21 is there. Like Isaac, you are following somebody. And I can guarantee you, anytime you learn to live life this way, supernatural increase is just around the corner. Particularly if you are functioning under the blessing and you are sowing your seed. Rise on your feet tonight. Lift your hands to heaven. How did Genesis 26 and 12 happen? I will tell you. Isaac was spiritually sensitive. Isaac connected to the blessing of his father. Lift those hands to heaven. Begin to talk to God. I'm sure you had something tonight. Talk to God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email 
KMIAfrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.